Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Well, let's get into the word of God. Basalwane, we are on our theme for our term, which is grace and truth. We have declared 2023 to be the Jesus year. And the Bible tells us in John chapter number one that when he came, he was full of grace and truth. He was full of grace and truth. And we've engaged up to so far in different um, um, titles or messages that we have shared under grace. And last week, heritage of grace. Amen. The first, very first one, it was to introduce uh, grace and truth, you know. Um, so today, we will be looking at the title, Great Grace. Great Grace. Say it after me, Great Grace. Great. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 4 and verse number 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, say great grace. And great grace was upon them all. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Speak to us this morning. Challenge us, renew our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The grace of God, Bazalone, which is his unmerited favor, his divine enablement uh, towards us, like we have also defined it, God's riches at Christ's expense. It is dimensional. The grace of God is dimensional. In other words, it is multifaceted. This grace that we are talking about is diverse. And hence, the Bible tells us that it is sufficient. The grace of God is sufficient. Not only in a sense of being enough for all of us, but also in a sense of being enough for all areas of our lives and for all levels of life that we can find ourselves in. The grace of God is sufficient because of the fact that it is dimensional. And in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, the Passion Translation, it calls it the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. The many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Uh, 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 The Amplified, like I've said, uh, refers to it as the multifaceted grace. Are we here, Bazalwan? The normal translation in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, the New King James calls it the manifold grace. In other words, it has many different forms or elements about it. It is manifold. It has many different forms or elements. Our, our first um, significant encounter with the grace of God, it is when we receive uh, from him the gift of salvation. When we become born again, because the Bible tells us that we are saved by grace and through faith. In other words, we did not work for our salvation. God decided to give it to us free of charge. Are we here? And our first significant encounter with this grace, it is when we are invited to accept or to receive 
this gift of salvation. Are we together? And of course, shortly after that, especially when we realize that we are not so great when it comes to obeying God or doing his will in our lives. And from time to time, we fall short. We make mistakes. We become weak uh, in the flesh. We become uh, weak in as far as, you know, maybe uh, our morals are concerned and so forth and so on. But yet, the grace of God is still sufficient uh, for us. Amen. It is still sufficient and very much available. As a matter of fact, the Bible clearly tells us, Romans 5.20, the more we, we sin, the more we plunder, it is the more the grace of God abounds. Are we here? It is the more it, it increases. However, however, it's important for me to say this, that it must not be limited to that. The grace of God must not just be limited uh, to when we receive the gift of salvation or to when we are weak um, and, and we fall short in terms of obeying God or doing the will of God because the grace of God, as we said, it is dimensional, it is diverse. It simply means that it is way deeper than that. It is way greater than just us, you know, um, um, just getting by in as far as walking with God uh, is concerned. There is more that is available for us that we can experience or access through the grace of God. Take note of this. Write it down if you have to. Take a picture if you have to. Grace or the grace of God is the conduit through which we receive various gifts from God. The grace of God is the conduit or the channel through which we receive various gifts from God. In other words, the grace of God allows him to give us things that we do not deserve, things that we do not have, things that we did not even work for. Even though that God is the God in his own right, he does not owe us anything, he does not have to give us anything. As a matter of fact, there are many things that we deserve that God chooses not to give to us because of his mercy. But his grace allows him. He has uh, 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 established for, for himself the principle of grace so that he can allow himself to give us things that we do not deserve, including our salvation. And because there are many things that we don't qualify to receive from God. Because of how we are, how we carry ourselves, there are many things that we don't qualify to receive from God. However, the grace of God qualifies us to receive them. As a matter of fact, the grace of God gives us the capacity to receive from God what we also know that we don't deserve. How many of you know that it is difficult to receive from somebody something that you know that you don't deserve? You will actually be tempted to return it to them. But the grace of God, because it qualifies us, it gives us the ability or the capacity to receive anything that God wants to give to us. First Peter 4 verse 10, where we have read earlier, where the Bible refers to the grace of God as the manifold grace of God. The, 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 in, the, in the Passion Translation, it tells us of how these gifts, it refers to them as the grace gifts. And those gifts are uh, gifts such as the gift of life. We have received it by the grace of God, right? We did not work to live. We did not vote to live. We did not buy life. It was a gift. We woke up one day and we were here on earth. And the least that we can do is to live for God, to make the most out of it. Because it was given to us uh, uh, by grace. The gift of salvation. Salvation is a gift from God. Uh, the Bible tells us how we deserve death as a punishment because of sin, but God decided to give us the gift of eternal life. 
which comes through salvation. God saves us from this punishment of death and he chooses to give us the gift of eternal life. And, and God, by his grace, he gives us gifts that we use in our callings, in our careers, in our businesses, in the ministry. It is by the grace of God. We don't work to become great in life. We don't, we don't, um, we don't work to, to be to be a called by God to greatness, for an example. If, if, if God has called me to become a, a, a prophet, I don't work for it. God gives me this gift by his grace. Here's what the Bible tells us. Uh, this is what God said to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I have ordained you a prophet. What does that mean? Jeremiah did not have to do anything for him to become a prophet. God, by his grace, decided to appoint him to become a prophet. So by the time you are here, God decides, has already decided that you are going to become something. He has given you abilities. He has given you gifts. He has given you talents. We can never overwork uh, to a point of convincing God to make us something that we are not. If God did not call me to become a prophet, there is no amount of prayer and fasting that I can be engaged in to make him ordain me to become a prophet. Does that make sense, Mazalan? If God did not ordain me to sing like Upindi, there is no amount of vocal coaching that can make me a singer. Many of us, we find out the hard way. That's why you, you, you see people confident enough to attend different kinds of auditions because in their minds, uh, others will even introduce themselves and say, you know, we have a, a vocal co coach or I'm a professional singer. And by the time they open their mouth to sing, you are asking, them, you are asking yourself, what's professional about that voice? <laughs> are we here, Bazalan? So God decides to give us various gifts, even the power to become godly. It is by the grace of God. Uh, I, I, we don't become godly because we have the ability to do so. God gives us that ability. He gives us that grace. He gives us that power. He enables us, whether you are also a parent, whether you are a husband or a wife, whether you are uh, whatever, you know, God is the one who gives us the grace so that we can be able to function or to operate in that capacity. That's why the Amplified Version calls them special gifts. It says, just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God. It simply says, employ it in serving one another. In other words, the best thing that I can use is to engage it, to use it. But God gives it to me by his grace. Amen? There's no amount of practicing 24-7 uh, how to kick a soccer ball I can never be like Messi. If I don't have it, I don't have it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it is by grace. Even as the grace of God through these various gifts is given, uh, you know, is, is dimensional, but it is also given in measure or in a measure. I will, I will just explain what do I mean by that. Because yes, the grace of God is sufficient, but it is also given in measure. And as determined by God, that measure is determined by God. God is the one who knows how much of his grace do we need. That's why even when it comes to spiritual gifts, the Bible says the Holy Spirit gives them to us as he wills. So it is his own determination. It is his own decision that he is going to give us how much of the grace that we need in our lives. That's why, Bazolwane, we can have the same gift, but it will operate differently. We can both know how to play soccer, but we will not play the same way. We can both know how to preach, but we will not preach the same way. We can both know how to sing. Maybe I'm using singing, you know, as a wrong example as far as I'm concerned because I cannot use we and sing in the same sentence. Because I can't sing. But 
but you can, you can be a singer with that gift and somebody else also has that gift, but it is not going to come out the same way. Because the grace behind it is given in measure. Are we here? So, frustrated, you know, understand that anyone that you see around you who has the same gift that you have seem to be doing better. As a matter of fact, they are not doing better. They are just different from you. Our frustration is that as soon as we see someone operate differently from how we operate, we think that they are there to replace us. Nobody can replace you. You've got your own unique gift and measure of grace upon your life. Just focus on your own. Are we here? Because it can never happen that two people will have the same gift and it will operate the same way. It can never happen. We can take, for an example, we preach from the same notes. Both of us are preachers. We preach from the same notes, same title, but the message comes out differently. So after listening to me today, if you're going to listen to the one SL crest, you, you will be like, all right. But I pooming and why our grace is different. Not better than the other, but different. So your colleague at work, Lom Jelumona, is not better than you. They are different from you. And the sooner you look at it like that, you will understand that even you are different. Probably where they are, they are also frustrated by you because they think you are better. But only to find that you are not better, you are simply different. You do things differently. You have your own touch. Amen. Now, Ephesians 4 verse 7. Look at what it says. But to each one of us, grace was given. Right? According to the measure of Christ's gift. There is a measure behind the gift you have. There is a measure of grace behind the gift you have. Christ gives it to you, and even worse, you, you are not going to do it like he does it, Christ himself. That's why he's trusting you with the gift. So in other words, even if he is an apostle and he calls me to be an apostle, I will never be an apostle exactly like Jesus. Because that gift is, is according to the measure of his gift. Amen. Say, I am gifted. But it is according to Christ's measure. So we can't even dispute the measure that God gives us. Because at the end of the day, it's undeserved. It's undeserved. It's not like I can say to God, I deserve this much. Because I've done one, two, three, and four. Because he gives anything to us by grace. So I cannot protest and say, God, no, no, no. Why did you gift me this way? Why can't I be better than so-and-so? Or why can't I be like so-and-so? Because it's undeserved. It's, un it's not like we wrote an exam and passed so that we can have a particular kind of a gift. We did not work for it. Amen. The Amplified uh, Classic uh, 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 translation of the same scripture, Ephesians 4 verse 7, it says, Yet grace, God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately. Indiscriminately. God does not discriminate when it comes to the. He does not give you a gift because you are some way. It's like I No. I um No no no. God by when you grow up. Already that thing is deposited on the inside of you. Right? And it says, but he gives it in different ways in proportion to the measure of Christ's reach and 
abundant gift. So the kind of gift you have, God determines what kind, what measure of, of grace do you need for it. Because our responsibilities are not the same. So God wouldn't give you grace that you don't need. And God will not withhold from you the grace you need. And only he, as a matter of fact, even ourselves, we don't have a clue what measure do we need. Because we don't know the kind of assignment, its greatness, its peak. If my assignment or my calling is at its peak, how is it going to look like? We don't know. We all have, and we don't have an idea, all of us. So that's why we all the best that we can do is to embrace the gift or the measure of the gift that God has given to us. Now, let me give you this advice. The best that you can do is to know and master the measure of your grace. Know it. Know it. Discover it. Identify it. And secondly, do what? Master it. Be the master of the measure of the grace that God has given you. Take advantage of it. Engage it. Use it wisely. Exploit it. But take note. Do yourself a favor. Do not attempt to outperform it. Most importantly, don't, do not attempt to outperform the grace of your neighbor. Those katas. I'll qualify my statement in just a moment. So know the measure of grace that God has given you. Know its limitations. Know how far can you go with your grace. And take advantage of that. And the portion that he has not given to you, don't force matters. Do not out, don't attempt to outperform your grace. Because you will then have to depend on your own natural ability. And you are going to get tired. Don't attempt to go beyond the limitations of your grace. Romans 12 and verse number 3. He says, for I say through the grace given to me. To everyone who is among you. Take note. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly. How is to think soberly in my life? Don't think of yourself highly more than you ought. Why? Because when you do that, you are, out, you are attempting to outperform your grace. In other words, when you want to go beyond. And there's sufficient grace to sustain you there, to keep you there, to make you relevant and functional within that space. So don't try to outperform God's grace. And you will not survive. But it says, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So God will speak to you about the things that you must do to communicate the measure that he has put upon your life. To communicate the things that you must be engaged in. Things that you must do. It will be revealed to you. Don't try to go beyond it. Don't try to function in a space where you don't have grace. My grace is within this space of church and ministry. When it comes to business and other things, I know that my grace is limited. And each time I try to function there, things don't go well. And the best thing I can do is to master my grace where I am. To grow it, to develop it, and, and even where I am, not to compete with somebody else who is at the same space that I am in. Does that make sense? In other words, there are other pastors who are gifted, probably like I am, and they have a measure of grace upon their lives. And I think the injustice I can do in my calling is to focus on what they are doing and what they are attempting, what they are producing through the measure of Christ's gifts upon their life and attempt even worse than outperforming my grace, but outperforming their grace. 
That's why it's a bad idea to compete with the person who is functioning in their grace. A bad idea. I mean, sometimes I hear other pastors and leaders and they are showing great results and I'm happy for them. And they'll be talking about what does it take for them to be producing those kind of results. I mean, they'll be talking, we're praying 12 hours and 14 hours. And I'm like, mm. and initially, I, you can be attempted to say, because I want to be as great, I, I need to attempt to do the same thing. Hey. And I realize that, hey, I, I can try my level best, but that's not my portion. And that does not mean there's something wrong with what I am doing. I just need to know and because honestly speaking, there are also things that I am doing that they can't do. I must just be happy and content with the grace apportioned to me. The gifts that I have. The only thing I can do is to master them. Capitalize on them. Use them. Engage them. To produce as much as I can possibly produce. Be fruitful because God is not going to ask me about what did I do better than somebody else. He's going to ask me what did I do with what he has told me, what he has sent me, because Cain killed his brother because he shifted his focus from the grace that he had and what he has brought. He wanted to compete with what his brother did. And God asked him a question. He said, but if you don't do well, when, with what you have and your ability and your grace, will you not be accepted? Why finally, So even at work, quit hating on other people who seemed to be liked more than you in that season. Focus on what God has given you. Work it. Engage it. Exploit it. Produce results with what you have. And You, you are now shifting focus from what you can be, what you can become, what you can produce. Yeah. And you want to produce into, finally produce man. You see, chill. Just relax. Become aware of Nkos. What's my gift? What's my grace? And how can I engage it in the great scheme of things? How can I use it? How can I grow it? How can I develop it? How can I become better at what you have already called me to do? So, who criticize Abandu who are doing better than you? Let me underline, they are not better, they are different. If you can look at it like, like that, you will be more relaxed. They are not you, you are not them. Do you and let them do them. You are going to be more happier. So let us not think of ourselves. The Bible says, if I regard myself as something that I am not, little puppy, like deceive myself. About something that you are not. And you want to prove to others that you are that thing. You want to be convincing that you are. So you'll have to sweat. You'll have to work harder. You'll have to, you will have to be frustrated. You'll have, listen, God did not give you the ability to, to, to produce those results. If you can look at what is it that God has put on the inside of you, you will realize that you are actually great yourself. It's just that in life we spend time studying what other people are doing instead of working on what God has given us. 
Let me make an example that I made um, Epinonixen, Christian at the Hillcrest. <laughs> Epinonixen, um, young over the lamp, clang, ever says, lambs over a helicopter. Yes. Um, I made an example. I said, Fine of Bugali TV. You understand the stories in Nandi. You understand that, you know, the, you know, whatever that you, the series is enjoyable. But do you realize that if you spend the whole day watching TV, you are sitting doing nothing about your grace, but watching somebody else function in their grace. For the whole day. I'm not saying watching TV is wrong. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. All, all, all I'm trying to put forward is that on that day, you put your life on pause. To just watch and comment on what... Because what they are doing there is not real. But they are engaging their gift to create a storyline that you followed for the whole day, but you have put yours on hold. <laughs> so let's, let's take it to another level and remove it out of television. How many of us are living our lives in our communities, watching other people, engaging in their gifts and their grace and not doing anything about our own? But instead we become bitter and angry, not because God did not give us anything, but simply because we want to compete and function. That's why ukain wabula lumfoa. Please, a little cool ukainaga zuzanga. The question is, what did you gain? Because you can't take, because grace is not transferable even in death. It doesn't mean that. Even when you hate that person, it does not mean that, that you, can, you can never hate a person to a point of getting what they carry. You can't. As a matter of fact, when you admire them, you attract it. But if you hate it, you, you can't hate them to a point that you don't happen. It won't happen. The problem is you are too focused on their grace to a point that it blinds you from seeing the one that you have. Because we live in a world of attempting to outshine each other, outperform each other. Uh, we want attention. We always want the limelight. Listen, in every room that you are going to be in, every room, at work, school, business, wherever, there will always be somebody who look like they are better than you. Underline, they are not better. They are different. All along, we thought they are better. Listen, my friend, they are different. Them being different makes them look like they are better. And even if they are better, it's okay. And sometimes we are frustrated by people who live their life. They, they are not even worried about, <laughs> about the things that we are worried about. They are, going, they are just being them. They are not even aware of When tell for three months you are worried about and, and, and have you noticed too, the more you hate on somebody, the more God blesses them. It's like in that process, God, God is like, no, they are not the problem. You are the problem. So the more you the more you are going anything at this mark because Unkulungulu Zamuklungsa when and Aulungi said Quebec is Busisongan until you realize that that's why Little Pipe rejoice not when your enemy falls, right? lest the Lord take what is happening to them and bring it to you. Why? Even if somebody has done something wrong to you and God does something about it, it's not for you to celebrate. Yes. 
Don't be too spiritual to a point of attempting to take credit for what God is doing. If God decided to deal with somebody to defend you, don't celebrate it. Because in that situation and it does not need us to cheer him on. Because it's not because we are trying to gain the land. It's because in his nature of being the God of justice, sometimes he has to do things that are not nice. So Lomundu Oxonda M7 Zin Magatoshiwe. Don't celebrate. Next month. Just say, I pray that they will find another job so that they can be able to take care of their family. This, that is what Jesus meant when he said, pray for those who hate you and who despisefully, despisefully use you. Pray for them. Don't say, yeah, no. Just say, oh, my God, what happened? Why? I pray that they will find something where they are. Keep your heart pure. Because you will never know when you will need mercy. You will never know when you need mercy. So there is a measure of grace that each one of us carry. All that we have to do, we have to use it. Our gifts will always differ and operate according to the grace we have been given. Right? According to the grace that we have been given, our gifts are going to be different. The way that we do things is going to be different. If I give upindi uh, imop uh, they have the same tools, but they are not going to clean in the same way. Because it's working for them. It's working for them. When I was born, I was born in the house of the people who when I arrive. You must meet me at the door with a kiss. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Ndote hamba ya ubiza. Leandote le babonezi njanata. Ndote ufige lapa. You see, because sometimes the way that we do things and we execute things might not necessarily be that it is superior than the other. It's just different. It's different. The way that we do church at Builders Church is not better. It's different. It's not superior than the other. It's different. It's different. So sometimes people get frustrated with how we do church. And it's us doing it. It's not them doing it. And God did not ask them to do it like we do it. But they have every reason to comment and talk about how we do church. But you don't know why we are doing it like this. And it's us who is doing it. We are not using your resources. We are not using your time. We are not taking anything from you to do it. 
You have an opportunity to do it how you do it, the way that you want to do it, however you do it, when you do it, with what God has given you. Just do you. I don't understand why are you worried about me? And and ang shumaeli esondwen lakomos. Nse builders church angi kolapo. So why are you affected by something that is not happening in your church? Not done by you. And God is comfortable with me preaching wearing sneakers. When I walk in, he's like, wow, you look good today. I'm like, yeah, Lord, I feel me. I'm more comfortable. So, so the more you get frustrated, the more comfortable I am. Why does he preach in English? You are preaching in Zulu. Continue preaching. I, I don't have a business. I've never commented about your Zulu in your preaching. I'm just preaching in English because it's me. That's how I'm wired. It's my grace. Leave me alone with my grace. Tell your name and say, leave me alone with my grace. Leave me alone with my grace. I'm comfortable with my grace. My grace works for me. My gift works for me. Leave me alone. There are certain things I prefer that you don't prefer. There are certain things that you prefer that I don't prefer. And I don't say anything about the things that I don't prefer. I'm just happy that they are good for you. You, you look good on them. Do you, I'll do me. Leave me alone. Hey, Lapa. I was in the ground. I asked my father, my father, and I must quit. I'm not going to know my father. I have Pazamisa. Marosont in Atmos. Yasmus and Anoguti Moses were born. Bewenza. Over the first time, Mawa born, Bekfailung as a Pindus Bugele. how come you know where I was last week? How come you know where I was do what I was doing? How come how come you know who would bang Shumaran Kohamatik? Moses born. I want to have a profile blank. I must tombe. I can maxilake. Maruak follow. Maraktant Maria follow Ufunu bona ukuthi wenzani Ufana nalo hleli everyday ubukele TV yena ke next Stop watching do something You see once you can get busy with your grace and your gift you will forget about others once you see yourself being bothered by what others are doing, you must know you have stopped working your grace and your gift. Verse number six, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. That's the only thing you can do. Use it. You have it. It's different from someone else. Use it. Use it. Use it. I was watching another movie yesterday called No Way. I'm not sure if, you, if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. No Way. This woman was stuck in a container. She's pregnant. She's stuck in a container that was dropped in the, that, that was dropped in the ocean. Because they didn't know that there was someone inside. In the middle of nowhere. Surrounded by the ocean. She's pregnant. She's alone. She has no one. But she had things that probably in the eyes of many were not relevant for the situation that she was in. For the first couple of days, she was frustrated, sleeping, surrounded by all of these things, thinking there's no hope, there's nothing she can do. Until she opened every box 
and realized that the containers that were frustrating her, she can actually use it. She started using one item to the other, using this, using that for different things, for different. And while she's still there, she went into labor alone. And Amanzayangayana inside the container. What did she do? She decided to do water bath. All by herself. I might as well do water bath. Cave bath there. Was container. With according to us, nothing. But because she woke up, listen, look around you. Use what you have. Use what God has given you. So what can you do? Use what you have. Use what you have. Use what, what do you have? Just use it. Because you comment about what others are, it will not make you have it. Look at what you already have. If you don't believe me, ask Moses when one day he was crying out to God, faced with the Red Sea, the Philistines behind him. He was crying out. God said to him, what do you have in your hand? Why are you crying to me? What do you have in your hand? Many of us, we are waiting for things to come before we can do anything without considering what we already have and how we can use it to produce what we don't have. Sometimes the little resource that God has given you, it can produce greater things in your life. Maybe you are waiting for a funding at Kamuga somewhere that will never come. What if it does not come? Arise today, look at what you have. What, 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 is, what is the gift that you have? Listen, you don't know, you don't know. You don't know that the English that you know how to speak, that others don't know how to speak, is an advantage. There's a reason why there's someone who does not know how to speak English the way that you do. And yet you say, who does not funding? Listen, you have a very powerful tool. There's someone out there who does not even know how to construct a sentence in English and yet they are making it in life and there are people that when I'm sitting with I'm wondering how come this person has so much money this <laughs> One of my friends, because in life, there are people who think faster than they talk. Yeah, it's, it's like me. If you can notice, in most cases, when I preach, I don't finish sentences. That's why sometimes I have to slow down. Because as I'm saying it, in my mind, I've finished saying it. So I find myself cutting it. And yay, but with that condition, they invite me to come and preach. With, with that, with that shortfall, they invite me to say, Come, I stand on platforms where I name Himlo. Wow. You see, it's, it's something that God has given me. When when we started preaching. When I got saved and I started preaching, listen, I started preaching in English. Early. And people were like, why? Why? Now I didn't know why. It, it, just, it was just easier. Little did I know that God was giving me that ability. It was easy, preparing me for the kinds of doors that is going to open for me. Now I get stuck to spend a week with Americans. You don't know how tiring Okulumsing is every day. Every day. Every day. You jump in the car, it's gis. Nistele restaurant, it's gis. Nesonto and it's gis. Yay! It's tiring. It's tiring. But there was a time where I, let me let me tell you. Let me I'll tell you a funny story just to show you how God has already given us things from the from a long time ago and He's been developed. It's just that Tina. Yeah, one. I've just done it. You didn't notice, right? I, I, 
It's just that you know, we don't notice and take advantage of what God has already given us. So I used to have a friend before I got saved. Um, many of you, you will know him depending on who I used to have a friend, Aaron Mloy. This used to be, so Aaron, Gubo, because they were from Swaziland, from multiracial schools. They were educated, most of them. At degrees. So Gubo Bebakulumisng is pale. So I was just this cassy boy who didn't know. I was not used to that. I did not study a, a multiracial school. primary school. I'm not from no multiracial school. But the more I spend time with Aaron, I remember he had a small boy who was a little his 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 firstborn son. I was like, wow. So now I'm going to corner I am going to the shop to buy bread. Differently. I practice among Hambana and Anabangan Baki. He had educated friends. They were only speaking English. And I remember one day, uh, so we were in another place and, and we were. We're just having fun and whatever. So I'm fascinated by this thing. And it says, So I, and then I walk into his room because me and I, we are and we understand the school. So I walked in and I started talking to him in English. And he said to me, Jacob, hi. How many Because I understand what me and I learned. Say, young Chablisa. Yanuichu, I am a young fuma. But here's, what I, here's the reason why I'm telling you this. God was preparing me behind the scenes. Because he had a plan to say, this is your grace that you are going to use where you are going. So the first Bible that was appealing to me was English. Was reading books in English. Preaching English. Huh? But why is my language? It's my grace. Probably there's a reason why. I'm not saying yours is, is, is lesser than me, but let's quit this thing of attempting to. The Bible advises us, having then gifts differing according to the grace, let us use them. If God has given it to you, use it. Use it. Use it. There's a reason why you are tall. There's a reason why you are short. There is, there's a reason why you, you can do things the way that you do. Use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. I remember I was sharing a story with somebody that we, we used to play basketball here. There's a, there's a guy um, who, who, who came, I can't remember whether it or something, but because we saw him he was tall with, with a body that looks like Shaquille O'Neal for those of you who know him. He did not want to play basketball. He was fixing cars or whatever. But we looked at him and we were like, this guy has everything we need for basketball. And we went and recruited him. And we were like, come. He said, nah, man, I'm not me. Basketball. We are like, hey, you have the body. You have the stature. You have the height. Come. He started learning. Before we know it, we started calling him Shaq. Man, that guy, when he comes, when he grabs the ball like this, there's nothing you can do. You see? So there's a reason why you are built like that. There's a reason why you can do things the way that you do. Use it. Use it for something. Ukule, u attracta attention, u school. Ask yourself why. Some of us, ipalenyawe nbuzu, uncle subs, mighty. But all that I am saying is, all that I'm left with two minutes, all that I'm saying is use your gift. 
Engage it. Use it. Take advantage. Exploit it. Because you might not know. Umuhle. Use it. Not in a bad way because Satan tattooed back up seven this because mong up seven this Satan was up seven this. That's why back in the day we beauty contest. Some of us we don't qualify about Mister Personality because there's no personality to be admired. So. But Kunabantu, when they walk in the room, they are statesmen. The way that they walk, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they tuck in. I don't tuck in shirts. I'm just like this. I don't qualify for certain things. But if God has given, it's just that Tina, we normally criticize and ridicule people who are different from us. And we have allowed the culture, if there's a child, I remember. Uh, another story I was sharing with my friends, I was saying, mass figure attack first year class in the communication. They said to us, we must prepare a speech to come and share with the class. There's a guy who came and he said, I'm going to talk about salvation. Man, attack first year. You stand in front of a class, you're going to talk about salvation. Oh, we ate him for breakfast. As from that day, his name was salvation. Why? Because we always mock what looks different from us. And things that can be, I mean, that guy, he took it deep in his walk with God because as from that day, he did not feel good about this salvation that God has given him. And he had to prove to us that he's cool. I was, the reason why I was sharing this story with my other friend, I was saying, I wish I can find him. To apologize to him. To say we did not know better. And for my sake, I pray that he managed to find his way back to Christ. Because this is what happens to many of us when you try to come out and show how unique you are. All of a sudden, the criticism around you, it puts out the fire. Men hang around people who are going to enhance the little light that you have. And make it better. People who are going to prophesy into your uniqueness. And tell you how God can use whatever that you have. And take it to the next level. So in this grace of God as I close. Barcelona, there are different levels. Say I am changing levels. Say I am changing levels. So there are levels to the grace of God. Barcelona. And as the measure of your grace increases. You will change levels in your life. God will always increase the measure of your grace as you use it by operating in your gift. The more you use it, the more you become better at your gift. The more you use it and the grace increases in your life and once it increases, it shifts you and it takes you to the next level. In other words, you cannot have too much grace in your life to a point of not having room for more. There is always more grace available for you in God. If you use it wisely, if you are becoming faithful with the kind of grace that you have, let me tell you, Shobosami, God is going to pour out more of you. There are three levels into it, Barcelona, as I close. Number one, it is called the sufficient grace. This is where God says my grace is sufficient for you. This is where you are at a certain level. You are sometimes at your lowest. This is where you discover your shortcomings. This is where you are surrounded by troubles, by challenges. This is where and you wish like things can change overnight. And you wish like God can come down and change your situation instantly. But he does not. Instead he says to you, my grace is sufficient for you. When God said this to Paul, Paul was saying, I have this thorn in my flesh and I've been trying to remove it. I've been praying three times. But God, instead of removing it, he says, my grace is sufficient. Maybe you are sitting here listening to me and you are saying, Fundis, you don't understand the kind of troubles that I am faced with. You don't understand. I don't have a job. You don't understand. I don't have money. I don't have money to go to school. Let me tell you his grace is sufficient. God will sustain you in that difficult season. His grace is sufficient. Sometimes God takes you out of trouble, but sometimes God gives you the grace 
just to keep you in that season just to sustain you in that season let me tell you kukhona isikhathi la uzothi khona oh at least mfundisi you know wena mhlambe konke ku write empiloni yakho but you you don't understand what i am going through slobo sam that's why i don't have the grace you have when i you have the grace to sustain you where you are i can't have the grace that is going to sustain me in a season that i am not in when the reason why you are there it is because god has given you that grace that's why he says i will never put more on you than you can handle the fact that you are in the middle of it somewhere on the inside of you there is the grace of god that is there to help you to go through that situation and season in such a way that the people who are around you are going to say rather you than us because if it was me i was not going to survive having to face that kind of situation in my life slow some let me tell you that's why jesus said do not worry about tomorrow he said sufficient for the day hi is its own troubles you see what i know is that my trouble of the day there is grace that accompanies it there is grace that is sufficient there is grace that is enough to carry me through there is grace that is enough for my pain grace that is enough for my trouble grace all that i have to do is to shift my focus from the trouble to the sufficient grace and the next level is more grace say more grace the bible says he gives us more grace it continues to say he gives grace to the humble let me tell you this the next level of your grace is directly proportional to the current level of your humility how much can you humble yourself before god and say god i thought i had it all covered because once the grace of god kicks in at the first level and you are becoming stronger you are becoming like you can handle it sometimes we take things away from the hands of god and we say to god we can we can t- we can handle it from here mauke wenze into yenzeka what what ufakisanda sakho yenzeka wayibona athi yenzeka many of us we take it away from god and we tell god i cos siyabonga ukusiletha size sibela abomama abaninini bethu masithi Ebenezer up to that's for the lord has brought us we are saying beyond this we'll take it from here not knowing that we need more grace the question is how low can you go and return to god and say god i thought i had it figured it out besenge ethi ngiyibambile man Besengithi hayi man I can handle finances besengithi man I can handle my marriage besengithi man I'm a better Christian but I realized that besengiyenza ngamandla wami more grace after you have experienced his sufficient grace there is more grace after you 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 you, you said this month bengingazi nani ukuthi ngiyothathana ngihlanganise nani but unkulunkulu wangcina but nje ngithandaza ukuthi hayi lenyanga ezayo ngoba lenyanga ezayo makungekho kunyakazayo hayi kusho ukuthi umuntu angafana ukufa guess what ifike inyanga ezayo and nothing happens it's when god is trying to say there's always more grace the grace that sustained you last month it is the same grace that is going to sustain you even this month In other words God is simply trying to say quit handling things with your own strength with your own ability with your own wisdom with your own intelligence always fix your eyes on me always lean on me always depend on me even when things are getting better ungasuki emthonjeni womusa hlala and tell God that without you oh God I might not be able to handle the troubles that i'm going to be faced with tomorrow let me tell you you can survive today and maybe you are afraid of tomorrow tomorrow there's more grace there's more grace tomorrow there's more grace even if you can say to me your challenges are going to become bigger than they are today there's more grace the grace that is relevant that will match up those troubles but lastly then the bible talks about great grace but i love the fact that the bible says before great grace it says there was great power upon them because the great level of grace 
is for the great level of power and influence when Izinto Zenzega corner. Let me tell you, Izinto says Lunga corner. Ilautinga corner kulu if you thought it's difficult not to have money, wait until you have money. If you thought it was difficult not to be married, wait until you get married. If you thought it was difficult not to have a job, wait until you have one. Great power requires great grace. The higher you go, the more grace you need. The more success you have, the more grace you need. The more breakthroughs you experience because let me tell you, yasindi mbumelelo. Yasindi sibusiso. Isibusiso sinzima. The more influence you have, the more pressures you have to handle. That's when you need great grace. That's why little pipeli when Riches increase. Do not set your heart on them. Let's stand on our feet, please. Lies into says lunga corner. Mauchabulu bono kutbaya phone na ku interview na babet asha. Na ku ipenki ipenki approve so choli moto. Na ipenki approve so cholu muzi. Oh na ku so guazu tume la bantu that's when you need grace more. Don't walk away from God because you feel like you have arrived. Because when God reminds you, it is by my grace. When God reminds you that it is not by power nor by might, but it is by my spirit. With everything that you have surrounding you, everyone's screaming for your name. You see, as you are desperate, grade 12, you want a breakthrough, yes, Colin. But because the bigger the breakthrough the bigger the responsibilities. Jesus puts it this way, to whom much is given, much is required. And what is required can only be given by the grace of God. At all levels of life, you need the grace of God. Tell yourself that I will never walk away from the source. I will never walk away from the one who gives us sufficient grace. He says, when you are weak, I am strong. He says, my grace is sufficient. Let's just close our eyes. Lift up your hands in this place. Ask God for great grace in your life. Ask God to restore you back to that life of depending on Him, leaning on Him. I know that probably you, you, you felt like you are strong and you know how to handle things and you can you can take things from here but today let's just return to God with a heart of humility humbling ourselves and ask for God's grace come on, just in the next 60 seconds begin to pray father in the name of Jesus Christ thank you once again for listening to the message today we trust that you were blessed by it please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week Thank you very much and keep on building.